From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, FTX and Sam Bankman-Fried get into philanthropy. Coinbase makes a decision on Russia addresses. And did Intel just give competition to Bitmain? That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the show. Tuesday, March 1st, 2022. Wow. 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 Time is flying. <laughs> I know. I know. It's, everybody says that every year. It's like, oh, my God, it's going by so quick. Yeah, but it is. It really is. So yesterday was a big day for me. I drove down to the Summit County Board of Elections and turned in my names to be on the ballot for U.S. Congress. And I can tell you right now that this is a stressful situation, just a whole stressful process. So you turn in these names. They make you sign some documents that everything's cool. And then they timestamp them and then they ship them away. I kind of was under the impression that they'll look at the names and say, hey, you have enough or you don't have enough. But no, no, that's not what it is. You turn them in. And then they go somewhere else and then they validate if the names are okay or not, the signatures are okay or not. And you don't, they don't even notify you. They just say, okay, if you're not notified, then assume everything's all good. If you are notified, then assume something went wrong. And it's like, wait, so I have to, <laughs> like, what a weird system that is. Anyway, wish me luck that all my names that I turned in are good and uh, I get on the ballot. And real quick this morning, I got an email from John who wanted to comment on Friday's episode, my conversation about NFTs, Web3 with Jason Nelson. And John wrote in and said this, Matthew, it's very interesting to hear you and your guests discuss the challenges with NFT and fraud. Your guests asserted that anonymity is the cornerstone of Web3 and that trust is deferred to Web3, blockchain, smart contracts, etc. Yet the issues around NFT are highlighting the importance of verifiable identity. Bitcoin and anonymity has been presented as synonymous with each other. While it's true Bitcoin transactions are anonymous in that they only disclose wallet addresses, this does not mean all transactions are anonymous. Most transactions are conducted between parties that know each other. What they can disclose with each other is governed by what the two parties need to know about each other to complete that transaction. Delegating trust of the network is much easier than with simple transactions. The one-time exchange of an agreed-upon value does not require anything beyond enough trust to authorize the payment. A smart contract that provides multiple payments requires greater trust based on the mechanisms to approve additional payments. NFTs create several areas of trust. Number one, trust that the transaction will be valid. Number two, trust of what is being sold is real. For digital art, this includes that the work is truly by the attributed artist. And number three, trust that the seller owns the property and the unencumbered right to sell it. The first challenge is the ability to verify identity without requiring the exposure from doxing, especially to the KYC level, on a per transaction basis. Currently, this is largely done by deferring to a third-party platform, layered decentralized systems into DeFi. Another challenge is tying verifiable authorship to digital property. Digital watermarks is used with some success. These are the new opportunities as Web3 evolves to meet the needs of real-world transactions. I'm a new listener, and I'm enjoying your show. Thanks, John. John, thanks for writing in. And if anybody else has any comments or questions, always Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co. Now, let's get into those crypto prices. Here comes the money. 
Here we go. Money talks. And I'm recording this at 11.14 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have Bitcoin sitting at $43,584, up 6.3% in 24 or 15% in 7. When I woke up this morning around, say, 8 o'clock, I was already up. I woke up at like 7. But at 8 o'clock when I checked the price, it was inching up to 45000 So we dropped back a little bit. Ethereum is at $2,940, up 4.8% in 24 or 12% in 7. Tether's number 3. Binance Coin is number 4 at 404 up almost 6% in 24, and USDC is number 5. Running off the top 10, we have XRP, Luna, which is number 7. It popped over $90. It's at $87 right now, up 5.5% in 24, or 61% in 7. Cardano is number 8. Solana is number 9, and Avalanche is number 10. Total market cap, we're at $1.92 trillion. Let's get to 2, 3, 4. BTC dominance of 43%, and an F dominance of 18.4. And for this week, I'm going to start adding the Russian ruble to US dollar price to our prices of the day it's at 112 russian rubles per us dollar or a little under a penny per ruble it's at nine tenths of a penny per ruble now it's time for coin of the day our coin of the day today is dash ticker dash d-a-s-h rank number 79 on coin market cap its price is 99 dollars and four cents up 3.6 percent in 24 market cap is a little over a billion dollars fully diluted is 1.8 billion dollars 56 percent of dash is in circulation the all-time high for dash is 1642 dollars set four years ago december 20th of 2017 it's down 93% since then. Its all-time low was eight years ago at 21 cents. It's up 46,000% since then. You can buy Dash on Binance, Coinbase, Huobi, KuCoin. It's very popular. You can find it just about anywhere. So what is Dash? Dash is an open source blockchain and cryptocurrency focused on offering a fast, cheap, and global payments network that is decentralized in nature. According to the project's white paper, Dash seeks to improve upon Bitcoin by providing stronger privacy and faster transactions. Basically, it's digital cash. Where its name come from? Digital Cash Dash. Launched in 2014 as a fork of Litecoin. Actually, I didn't know that. Anyway, that's Dash, number 79 in coin market cap, ticker D-A-S-H. Moving into today's headlines. Today, FTX announced a potential $1 billion fund, which will invest in ambitious projects in order to improve humanity's long-term prospects. This future fund, part of FTX's philanthropic arm, the FTX Foundation, will invest at least $100 million this year, but has the potential to invest $1 billion if it sees enough projects it likes, according to FTX's Monday statement. They're keen on investing the cash into big philanthropic projects that can massively scale. Tech startups start small and then rapidly scale, said FTX. We like to see the same thing in philanthropy. So what are they looking for? Well, according to their Monday announcements, they said this. Our areas of interest include the safe development of artificial intelligence, AI, reducing catastrophic bio-risk, improving institutions, economic growth, great power relations, effective altruism, and more. Projects have until March 21st to apply for the first round of funding. Nonprofits and for-profits both would be considered as long as they have aligned with FTX's mission. So as you guys know, the CEO of FTX is Sam Bankman-Fried, and he's doing rather well. He's worth something like $22.5 billion. He's 29 years old. He's killing it. He's absolutely killing it. But here's the thing I like, and here goes to my opinion. Here's what I like about Sam, is that he is always putting money into things that he believes in. He's always giving money to people or businesses or to ideas or to communities or charities or organizations so he can help. He knows 
that he has money and he knows that he's going to use his money for the things that he believes in. And I think it's very important for people to do that. You look, you don't have to have billions to do that. You can have, you know, thousands or just maybe extra money. I always try to put my money where my mouth is or try to help people out. The other day, somebody that used to work for me sent me a text and said, hey, do you have any extra work for me? And I said, I, I really don't right now. I'm sorry. They're like, okay, if you find extra work, I need to make 200 bucks because I need to put a deposit down on my new apartment and I need $200. I just sent them the money. And I think that, that because I didn't need it. I didn't, obviously, I don't want to sound like I have lots of money. I, I definitely don't. <laughs> but I, I had $200 extra. And I kind of like juxtapose it as like, if I went out and got a good dinner with my girlfriend one night and spent 200 bucks on dinner and drinks and going out, you know, I would have thought nothing of it, but that was on something I wanted to do. And so can't I just spend it on other people as well and do good there? And I understand where Sam is coming from. I guess that's what I'm trying to say, because if I had the money Sam did, I would be doing all kinds of stuff for people. For example, I wish I had enough money to just go out and buy a one bedroom apartment. So my girlfriend, as you guys know, my girlfriend's a doctor, her sister's an RN, her dad's a doctor, and she just always goes out and helps people. She volunteers her time because she's a doctor. She has a skill set to go out and help people. For example, on Thursdays, she goes out to find random homeless people and give them medical attention to make sure that they're okay. Her family kind of like has been taking care of this guy who became blind all of a sudden. He's 40 years old. He worked in a kitchen. I get it. I worked in kitchens too. I'm 40 and I just got LASIK. And so my eyesight was just a little bit diminished. And so I said, okay, it's worth $5,000 to make my eyesight better. I'm like, I can't even imagine going blind at 40 years old. And so this guy went blind. And so they're not only giving him medical care for free, they're helping him with his daily life. They're, you know, coughing up money from out of their own pockets to pay for him to stay in a hotel because he can't find a place to live. Look, because he can't work, now he's on, uh, you know, Social Security. They pay him a little over $1,000 a month. And what these renters need is they need at least three times the income to go into a, uh, an apartment. So he can't find a place to live. So he's stuck in a hotel or he goes to like a shelter or he goes somewhere. What a shitty situation, you know? And I'm just thinking to myself, if I only had like in apartments, one bedroom apartments here in Cleveland are not that expensive. But, you know, if you're blind, you're <laughs> missing like a huge part of your senses. So you need to be in a safe area. So a safe area here in Cleveland, maybe 80 grand to buy a one bedroom or a studio apartment. Man, I wish I had 80 grand just laying around so I could buy an apartment for this guy and, and give him a place to live because this is what people should be doing for each other is just to go out and do it, just do good for people. He didn't want to be in this situation. He doesn't want to not have money. He does not want to be having to live in a, uh, you know, living in a hotel or having people have to take care of him because he's trying to figure out how to navigate the world blind. Anyway, long story short is I'm just very, very impressed by Sam that has the resources and he doesn't stop using them because I wish I had those resources too, because I would also not stop using them and trying to do good. Anyway, Sam, hats off to you. Moving off my rants to news again, Coinbase will not institute a blanket ban on all Coinbase transactions involving Russian addresses, despite requests from a Ukrainian government official to do so. A spokesperson from Coinbase told Decrypt, a unilateral and total ban would punish ordinary Russian citizens who are enduring historic currency destabilization as a result of their government's aggression against a democratic neighbor. Ukraine's vice prime minister and minister of digital transformation publicly appealed to all major crypto exchanges to block addresses of Russian users and tweeted, in quote, it's critical to freeze not only the addresses linked to Russian and Belarusian politicians, but also sabotage ordinary users. Staying on Ukraine, 
the Ukrainian government has announced that it's now accepting cryptocurrency donations in Polkadot. Yes, you can send Polkadot. That's in addition to transactions of Bitcoin, Ethereum, and USDT. The government's official Twitter account announced this earlier today. The people of Ukraine are so grateful for the support and donations from the global crypto community as we protect our freedom. We are now accepting Polkadot donations too. By the way, if you want to send anything to the Ukrainian government in forms of cryptocurrency, the wallet addresses are in the show notes. Those are copied directly from the official Ukraine Twitter account. So I put up their Bitcoin, Ethereum, and their Polkadot crypto addresses. Now I'm just going to paraphrase this as news because I just read the news and it doesn't sound good when I'm reading it. It just doesn't flow right. So anyway, so as you guys know, NVIDIA makes GPUs. They said, hey, you know what? Crypto community, stop buying GPUs for mining Ethereum because we need these GPUs for gamers. So what they did is they throttled the GPUs to make sure that they were basically worthless into a crypto miner. Well, hackers found a way to hack these GPUs. And well, they're supplying everybody that has these GPUs and the tools and the know-how to unlock them so they can mine Ethereum. And other GPU manufacturers, they're not doing what NVIDIA did. So AMD and Intel, they have not followed NVIDIA's lead. They're just allowing people to buy their GPUs and use them for whatever they want them to. But NVIDIA was getting kind of cranky about them being used improperly. So they tried to, I guess, put a governor on them and block them. And it looks like they're failing. And I kind of want your opinion on that, actually. Matthew Arnett to Crypt.co. Do you think that a company should be able to tell you how to use their product? Like, and then make it a way for you not to be able to use it the way that you want to use it. For example, Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola is for drinking. You drink Coca-Cola. What if the whole world started taking baths in Coca-Cola? And then Coca-Cola added some kind of chemical in Coca-Cola that dyed your skin or made it almost impossible to come off your skin because they want you to drink it, not bathe in it. Like, I think that would be super shady. So do you think that it's the same thing as like GPUs or do you think that they should make it in a way that they can't be used for other things, only how they you want them to be used? I don't know about that. What do you think? Matthew Ern at Decrypt.co. Well, with this, Intel, they found an opportunity with this, you know, so they're looking at everybody and all the conversations that's being had all around the world with GPUs and computer chips and climate change and environmental impact and energy consumption. And well, they said, hey, maybe we can make a Bitcoin miner or Bitcoin ASIC that's going to be more efficient than what's currently on the market. Remember, their first attempt was not an attempt at all, in my opinion. It was not too well thought out or, or good. Their first BMZ1 miner was only around 34 to 47 terahashes, and it was using around 3,000 watts of electricity. It was not that good. It wouldn't be competitive. It was around $3,000 or more. Well, I told you that they're going to put out their second generation chip. And well, the Bonanza Mine 2 is actually pretty damn good. It's coming in at 135 terahashes at 3,500 watts, and it's about $5,000. Now, I compared that to Bitmain's top of the line, and their Bitmain's top of the line was was compared to two of them. Well, there's their kind of the mid of the road. We call it the Bitminer S19J Pro. It's only 104 terahashes. It's $10,000. So for half the price, you can get more hash rate with the new Intel already. That's amazing. And if you go with their top of the line model, which is going to give you about 198 terahashes, it's going to cost you $15,000. So it looks as though you can get around 420 to 450 terahashes for the same price as 198 terahashes with an S19 Pro Plus. So it looks as though they're creating a great product. Is the price going to stay that way? Is it only for bulk orders? Is it actually going to do what it says it says it's going to do? 
says it says it's going to do. Yeah, that's right. We're going to have to wait and see. But so far, on paper at least, Intel is at the head of the game. I promise you they're going to sell out absolutely very quick. I have my order placed already. And finally, investment firm HackVC is diving deeper into the blockchain and crypto world with the announcement of a new $200 million fund focused on early stage investments in the space. The $200 million crypto seed fund will be led by, co-led by, HackVC managing partners Alex Pack and Ed Roman and is backed by Andreessen Horowitz, <laughs> oh, obviously, Sequoia Capital, Fidelity, Digital Currency Group, and among others, and basically the people who usually do this. HackVC plans to use the funds across the crypto and blockchain spectrum, ranging from blockchain protocols to startups focused on decentralized finance, NFT infrastructure, decentralized autonomous organizations, and more. Ed Roman, the managing partner, said this, We are a full-stack solution to help Web3 startups win in the market. This is a go-to market rocket fuel for crypto founders. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Deemer. Don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, share, leave us a comment, and Spotify, smash the five stars to let everybody know this is the best damn crypto news show in the biz. And until tomorrow, happy hodling, everyone. <laughs>